Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Girl Power Hour, and I'm Annette Bingham, and Tasha Humphreys is here. Hey, Tasha. Hi, Annette. How are you today? I am fine. Um, hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our area is super hot right now. Um, yeah, this is my hibernation period. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. When I grew up in Arizona and Phoenix, so my summers were hibernating. And <laughs> even then, in at night, a lot of times it wouldn't dip down past 100. So <sighs> we were still hot. So I wouldn't get out yeah. much during the summer. <laughs> Plus, I like to read and write and create. So that's that's what I did. But... um. Okay, I know you're, you, Tasha, you follow the full moon. I do. This last one was a doozy. Oh, gorgeous. And yes, I don't remember the exact one. date, but like the first full moon in the summer solstice in since like 1946 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to miss it for the world. No. I was not going to miss it. And it was absolutely stunning. And the energy behind it was, Pretty amazing. So I hope everybody got a chance to go out and harness that energy for good and for their growth. And um, I had a pretty cool experience. And if you want to know about it, just go to uh, my website and or follow me on Facebook. I posted it on there too. And, um, it was really a cool experience. So. Anyway, we are here with, okay, people have been asking me, what is Zombie Peep Show? <laughs> I'm going, you have to listen in to find out. <laughs> um, we have Kayla Stojic here with Zombie Peep Show, and she is the creative, I call her the creative genius behind these creations. I don't even want to call them shoes because this is the they are artwork that you just happen to wear on your feet. And I have been, I told her earlier, I've been drooling over them because I've been looking at all the photos and just going, oh my goodness, where could I wear this? Where could I wear that? It's just awesome stuff. So, Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. Well, we are super excited, and uh, we definitely want to let everybody know that you have an Etsy store, and you also yeah. have a Facebook page, and mm-hmm. if they they definitely need to get on there and take a look at, at what you have, because um, they're just amazing creations. Thank and you I so guess, much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> I guess I want to start back with... Because you're young, okay. Most people are young uh, outside of myself, so but you're really young. And you, um, you've got this vision and this passion for creating these things. How young were you when you started creating things? Just um, I can, I can remember making things when I was younger, um, but I focused more growing up on academics. I didn't I didn't really put all of my energy 
into creating things. Um, I have kind of had my head in science and math books for most of most of my childhood and growing up. Um, but I can remember making things with my mom and um, doing things around the house, decorating, things like that when I was younger. But I didn't actually start making shoes or clothes probably until my mid-20s. I began um, just making things for myself and for my friends. Well, your background is interesting. Is it chemistry that you had a background in? Yeah, I, I majored in chemistry at Texas Tech. My original goal was to be a dentist. So I had worked at a dentist office throughout high school and kind of found my way with that, and, and that was my eventual goal, but everything shifted <laughs> into this direction. <laughs> well, we're glad it did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> um, that's kind of an interesting transition from what you see um, numbers and, and facts and, you know, and then moving on to in your head being able to come up with these designs. When you start a piece, how do you start it? What, what's, the, what's your first step? Well, generally it, it depends on if it's a custom order for somebody or if it's something that I'm just sort of creating. Um, but if it's something that just comes from my head, then I, I'll generally draw inspiration from somewhere, um, movies or music or or things like that, and then I'll just sit down and I don't I don't sketch, which is a something that I wish I could do, but I'm pretty terrible at sketching. So I try to just put concept sheets together and draw all of my inspiration and put it into one place, and then kind of go from there. That's really cool. And you don't sketch? No, I don't sketch at all, and that's probably my biggest obstacle. Um, in dealing with clients, especially overseas and clients that I just have to speak with um, via email, is uh, everybody right. wants a sketch, obviously, of what they're about to buy, and I'm terrible at it. So I try my <laughs> best just to put together photos and concept sheets, and and luckily my clients are generally pretty trustworthy, and um, they're trusting in what I do, and I'll I'll sort of update them along the way so that they can see what I'm creating for them, but. Yeah, I can't sketch. I've I've just never been good at drawing. I'm pretty terrible at it. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that if you change that mindset of I'm pretty terrible at it to I can do this, I think right. it would probably change. <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, I'm I'm probably defeating myself in that area, but anytime I try, it looks like my 8-year-old me could do way better. <laughs> <laughs> Eight-year-olds are pretty awesome at sketching. <laughs> I think that's a. But I'm I'm surprised that you're able to uh, get the image across to clients by just gathering things up and and giving right. them some kind of an idea. I mean that that to me might be harder than doing a sketch. Yeah. That's definitely the most difficult part, and even trying to explain it to uh, the, the girls who work with me or my husband, if I have an idea and I'm, I'm trying to share it with them, they just look at me like I'm insane <laughs> because in, in words it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I'm like, just go with me, trust me, it'll look fine, and then and then I make it, and they're like, ah, that's what you were talking about, okay. <laughs> so where do you gather all your materials? I mean, you you use when I when I was looking at all your your creations, <clears throat> you use everything. 
Yes, we do. We we find materials everywhere. Um, we sometimes just wander the aisles of Home Depot because we use a lot of industrial strength epoxies and resins. So that's right. where a lot of the construction comes from. And then um, crystals and uh, some of the more delicate materials we order online and we source from several places locally too. So it's definitely a wide range of, of area. So you're in, you're, you're in the uh, Austin area now? Yes, I'm in North Austin in the Round Rock area. Okay, that's what I thought. So they probably have quite a few places there that you can source all sorts of good yeah. stuff from. Yeah, there's that's tons awesome. of local businesses that have that have lots of creative things, and um, we like to go thrifting and to antique stores. And yeah, there's lots of places to draw inspiration here. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I wish we had more things like that. Well, we've got a lot of antique stores and stuff here that I love to frequent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I, when I travel, I like to stop at different places and take a look at, you know, all the little junk stores and thrift stores and and all of that. I love doing that. So you yes, do get a lot of it from that. That is really cool. Yes, definitely. So when you're when you're creating, you get your idea. And you pull together, you know, concepts that you want to include in that idea. Mm-hmm. And then you have, do you have people help you? Or you, like you said, you have some girls that help. Mm-hmm. But you're like the, the person that puts it all together. Right, yes. The custom orders, um, I'm generally the only one that really touches those. Um, we have orders that are list- or we have items in our shop that we've made many times over, and the girls help with those. Um, but as far as first-time orders or, or anything custom, I generally do it, and they may help with painting or sealing. Um, but, yeah, anything that's custom or that we've made for the first time, I'm pretty much hands-on with that. So I'll just sort of gather everything together, and if I get really involved in a project, then I'll sometimes just stay up all night, put a horror movie on, and just kind of go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that you are a horror movie fan. Yes, definitely. I, I draw a lot of inspiration from that. Yeah. I, um, um, there is a, there's one movie out just that I watched just recently called The Abandoned. It's more of mm-hmm. a psychological thriller. You need to watch it. Okay. It's really, really yes. cool. <laughs> it's a oh, I will. You know, um, with a really cool twist in the end. So I don't know if it would give you any ideas or not, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I, I've been watching horror movies since I was a child. People think I'm probably, <laughs> my mother probably <laughs> ruined us. From, for allowing us to watch horror movies, but shoot, I've been watching them since I was four years old. So, right, <laughs> me too. Since and I was the, very little. And the old movies really, I can see in some of your creations, um, mm-hmm. some of the influences, which is yeah, is vintage, really cool. vintage horror is, is definitely my favorite, especially the seventies. That's my favorite decade of horror. And I draw a lot of inspiration from that, um, from how the Halloween movies and Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. and The Shining. Those are all my favorites. All good, good movies. Good, good movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, I see a lot of your inspiration, and and most of your things are are heels and 
super fancy. But I saw that you also do like slip on vans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those were so cool. Were they? They were. Yes. Uh, those were the ones. Those were the alien. Uh, the xenomorph. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the, the xenomorph. Ah, those were really cool. So you don't have to like high heels in order to like these shoes. And remember, right. she does yes. cut smarters. <laughs> Oh. Yes, exactly. Um, we do we do lots of flats and boots, and we don't get as many requests for them as we do the heels. So our shop has predominantly heels, and you know the higher platforms. But um, we mm-hmm. love making flats too. And I have I have several in my closet that I wear um, that aren't even listed in the store. But yeah, we accept custom orders, so we love to make any oh, style. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw the boots. <clears throat> and the slip-ons and some tennis shoes, and I just thought, okay, those are those are something that I could wear. And I really <laughs> enjoy wearing those, definitely. So you were involved with um, Threads, Lock, and Rock with Tasha, weren't you? Yes, yes, I've done it for two years. That is so cool. And what was your role? Were you just dressing the feet? <laughs> mostly, uh, <laughs> yeah, just mostly feet. Uh, we we tend to dabble in a few other things as well, hats, and um, I think for a couple of the shows we made a corset dress. Um, but our our predominant focus is on shoes. But we like to venture off a little every now and then. Now let me jump in. I have to say this because since TLR is you know my baby, I have to say that. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I've been honored to have Kayla on. I remember the first time she agreed to do it, and I was like, that's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to TLR because <laughs> that particular show, and those of you listening that don't know, it's a really dark, edgy show. It's um, we, we soundtrack, you know, everything to, like, really uh, heavier music, so, like, corn and deftones. And, and honestly, uh, this was such a perfect fit and so great. It's just a collaboration just makes so much sense. But for me, it was like I was so excited, you know, like a little kid, just like for Christmas. It was like the most exciting thing just to have Kayla involved because (laughs) the clothes that, you know, we have from our designers that create, and they do an amazing job as well. Um, But when you get these shoes out there, and, I mean, (laughs) even the models get so excited about being able to wear the shoes. And I, I swear, like, as soon as Kayla got involved, uh, we used to have photographers would come in and photographers take all these pictures of, you know, the show itself and all, the, of course, the creations that people are wearing. But as soon as Kayla got involved, all of a sudden you saw all these photos of feet because it was all these cool pictures of, of shoes that were, you know, people were just amazed to see. And we even had one year, uh, you know, in the beginning of the, like before the show actually started, we had shoes out like on display because they are, they're art and um it's amazing. So again, thank you, Kayla, as always, for being a part of TLR. You've, oh you've no, thank you. <laughs> you've made it more amazing, and it's just it. it it's a, I love it. I love that you're involved. It just really makes I me was, excited. I was equally thrilled to when whenever you asked me to join. I was because I had been to the show before just as a fan to watch it, and I had friends that were models in the show, and I'd I'd witnessed at least I think two of the performances prior to me actually putting pieces in them and I remember just watching the whole thing with my jaw dropped and I was just so excited oh, whenever you asked me to be a part of it so that was, oh, that was a highlight for me too oh, <laughs> I remember being overwhelmed get off the phone. 
<laughs> I remember being overwhelmed when you asked me because I, I felt like I had, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to really do something great, but you were so awesome and, and everybody, all the models and everybody was, were so sweet and the other designers that I felt comfortable right away. So yeah, it's been such hey. a good experience. Good. Aw, little love fest between Kayla and Tasha there. Sorry, listeners, but that just had to happen. That's really cool because I, I can see the fashion, you know, the clothing and those shoes together. I mean, it's just, is there a perfect fit for what you, both of y'all do? Sense. Yeah, it's I think so too. Perfect fit. And I think that another reason it excites me so much is um, sometimes I get a little too focused on production and I kind of lose passion. And I just, you know, this is my my business, so obviously I need to make money and I need to, I have employees to pay and and I focus so much on production that I kind of lose that passion sometimes and I get a little burned out. So TLR gives me an outlet to do that. And uh, I can really just focus on making things that I'm inspired by and things that I love and and then I get to showcase it in a way that Tasha creates that that I don't really have that opportunity anywhere else. So it's just amazing. I love being a part of it. Oh, yay. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm seriously going to have to do a little happy dance after this is over. So <laughs> thank you. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, losing your passion sometimes uh, and not mm-hmm. able to focus. Does that happen often with you, or do you do you find um, that you? I mean, is, I'll definitely. You know, is it easy I, for I definitely you? can tell whenever. Um, in the last few months, we've had a few companies reach out for bulk orders. So there's a few on online retail sites that want cases of the shoes. Um, there's a company called Ashbury Skies who who sells cases of our purgatory heels, which are the skull heels. And um, sometimes when we're deep in the middle of that and I feel like we're just churning things out and mass producing for those websites, I I do feel a little anxious or a little lost in it because we just have so much. And there's there's three of us. It's myself, um, my sister Brooke, and then my best friend Chelsea. So I feel like we get a little lost in it sometimes because we're just overwhelmed by the volume of everything. Um, But then whenever I do start to feel that way, I just spend a weekend – working on a custom order or something I've never made before to kind of snap myself back into it and remember why I'm doing this. I think that's a really good good thing because um, I think a lot of us, and, and we don't even have to be creative necessarily, but we get lost in our everyday lives, our, you know, right. our job, business, um, something that we had a passion for, it tends to wane and we just lose it and then it's right. drudgery and you know what you're doing is perfect because you're stepping away from that drudgery and you're doing something that uh, brings back that passion you know stepping back right. and being really creative and <clears throat> I think a lot of creatives have to do that we we're so focused on what do the people want what do people want Yes, exactly. So we've got to create, create, create. And then when that happens, we need to step back and just say, well, what do I want to create? Exactly. What's, what's fun? Oh, that's right. What can I do this time? And Definitely. That's, that's a really good thing. And I think it's important. 
So you brought up a really cool thing there. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just, it helps to just refocus sometimes. And uh, Brooke and Chelsea and my husband are all, are all really great in helping me refocus sometimes when I get lost in the in the business side of it. And they kind of bring me back to reality and remind me why I do this because I'm very grateful to be able to wake up every day and do something that I love and not be stuck in a nine-to-five job that I hate. And so, yeah, that, you just have to kind of get a reality check sometimes and remember why you're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, well, and amen to that statement on the not stuck in a nine-to-five job that you ate because I think Annette and I both high-five you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And have you been finding that some of your friends or people that you're acquaintances with, have you found that there's a lot of people stepping out and doing what they love to do instead of being stuck in a nine-to-five job? I think so, and I, I think especially um, early on in this venture when it when it sort of started to take off um, in 2014 was when my sister started working with me, and prior to this she was in childcare and wasn't 100% happy with it, and was just kind of needed to pay the bills, and you know she didn't have a a, a big passion for it, and this started right. to take off, and I needed help, and I said just do it, just jump. You know, just just come with me and we'll figure it out. I don't I don't have all the answers, but we'll figure it out along the way. And she did it, and it turned out to be great. And then the same with Chelsea. Um, she has a background in social work. She has a degree in social work, and um, I think that that was her passion originally. But she sort of uh, ventured away from that a bit and was looking for something different where she could be creative. And she kind of made the plunge also, and it turned out great for her too. So. Yeah, I think it definitely has a lasting effect on other people. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are stepping away from that 9-to-5 job. It's not like it was when I was growing up where people were in their jobs and retiring after 30 years. I cannot even fathom doing the same thing for 30 years. Exactly. I I wouldn't be here. I would have... Ended it a long time ago. It would have been right. the end. And with yeah, creative work, you can switch it up. You know, like you can venture off into other things um, that's fun and exciting, and you don't have to stick with the same thing for thirty years. Right. That's very true. Unless it still gets your passion. <laughs> yes. Definitely. But I, I want to know where did you get this name Zombie Peep Show? Because I love that name. Well, <laughs> when I was um, at Texas Tech um, and working, I was just going to school and working, and on my free time, I attempted to play roller derby in Lubbock with the West Texas Roller Dolls, and oh, yeah. um, I. <laughs> I did that for a little while. Um, I kept getting injured, so I really didn't go anywhere. I wasn't very successful at it, but that was my name in roller derby. Everybody has an assigned name, or you, you choose yeah. a name um, that you have for bouts and things, and that was the name that I chose. I just kind of came up with it because it was girly, and, and it was kind of creepy and girly at the same time. So that was just kind of a name that I chose for that, and whenever I was searching for something to um, – some sort of title to land on this. That's just what I went with because it, it really is a, a sort of a blending of both of the things that we do, you know, very girly sort of kawaii designs and then the horror as well. Well, even the horror shoes, the, the, your creations there are 
sexy and girly. I mean, right. Just because there's a skull on it doesn't mean that it can't be curly. <laughs> I mean, some of it is just, it's that combination. You're right. It's a combination. And and um, I, I, that's, I really love that. Plus, I, I think Thank you. it's a cute name. I think it's a really <laughs> cute name. Yeah, it confuses um, a few people when they hear it, but <laughs> it definitely, you don't forget it. So I guess it's effective in that way. <laughs> Yeah, you were successful in creating something that people are not going to forget. <laughs> One of the things, you know, I know you like horror movies and you like fashion and, and that sort of thing, but why did you focus in on shoes? Why was that kind of where your focus went? You know, I've actually thought about that before, and I can't exactly pinpoint why I went in that direction. Um, I remember the first pair of shoes that I made, and it was for a Halloween costume of mine. And um, I just started sort of putting things together. I just wanted kind of some extreme shoes to go with my with my overall costume. And I loved it. And um, this was back when I lived in Lubbock before I moved here. And I had a few friends who liked them too um, at our Halloween party. And so I just slowly started making things for friends. And the shoes seemed to take off more than anything else I was making. Because I made jewelry and hair bows and you know, dresses mm-hmm. and things for some of my friends, and the shoes just sort of take, took off. That's what everybody was interested in. And very early on, um, Wes Nessman in Lubbock uh, gave me the opportunity to have a, a booth at Nightmare on 19th Street. And so I remember just slapping together a few shoe designs to take out there, and, and everybody sort of loved them. So that's kind of oh, yeah. the, why I was filtered into that direction. That's a perfect place to <laughs> showcase those shoes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> At that point, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I was making something I loved. And so he saw that right away. And he's always been really supportive and um, helpful throughout my career. And he sort of gave me the first platform that I've ever had to really show my work to everybody. So when you sell your shoes, who is your ideal client? Who buys your shoes? And what well, do they use I think them for? At this point, um, right now, over half of our business is international. So about 60% of our orders are all overseas. Um, We have a lot of orders to the U.K. and um, Australia. And I see on Instagram and social media that a lot of um, alternative models tend to tag us wearing our shoes. So I think that um, a lot of of people in in the alternative community seem to order um, mostly and it seems to be focused a lot overseas. Well, that says a lot for our our world here in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I know overseas, most of the places are, you know, or if you're talking U.K. and Australia and uh, some of the other countries over there, they are definitely more open to... Um, exploring and, and playing around with different styles and and Definitely. we tend to get just uh stuck um right in our regular sort of box mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're cowboy boots and flip flops here. So um, <laughs> maybe that could be your do you do flip flops? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that I've ever I've ever done anything with flip flops before. <laughs> I could but I haven't yet. You need do flip flops. I just <laughs> yeah. think that would be so cool. 
<laughs> something a little more <laughs> universal. Yeah, maybe West Texas is really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Uh, I just so I know you've got some um, clients that purchase because I was looking online and I saw that Whoopi Goldberg had purchased a pair of your shoes. Yeah, she, she is just in, three pairs. Oh, great. She's a huge shoe fan. So um, mm-hmm. I was kind of looking at some pictures and inside her closet and she has some pretty interesting shoes. I don't know where all she wears them. I've, I've got like four pairs of shoes. <laughs> Not a shoe person. <laughs> <laughs> a barefoot person, so um, I don't, I I can't wrap my head around somebody who has hundreds of pairs of shoes, but right. <laughs> thankfully they do, and thankfully I think you for do, Whoopi, so. I think for Whoopi, she's also a collector, so she, I know that she right. collects a lot of vintage shoes and uh, a lot of pieces that she doesn't even really wear. Um, I know a couple of ours in particular that are pretty difficult to walk in. She's ordered in that, and I haven't seen that she's made any sort of public appearances in them or worn them on any on any shows or anything, but she has them on her shelf sort of displayed. So I think she's a bit of a collector too. But she did have well, one pair she purchased from you that she did wear on The View, right? Yes. Yep. Our Salem okay, which, boots, which, which are, uh, yeah, the Salem boots. They're black lace okay. and have white skulls and white flowers, and they're a little more gothic. Um, they've got rosary beads on them. And she wore those on The View. And then on a few other appearances also on uh, the show Watch What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy Cohen, she wore them on that and a couple other places too. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah. We were really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, as you I should be. I was excited, and I, I just know you. So I was, <laughs> I was excited and telling everybody. In fact, I think I've told Annette three times today, so I'm I'm still excited about it. Did you know Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yeah. We have all of the we have all of the recordings just saved on our DVR because yeah, it was pretty exciting around here too when that happened. So, do you know of any other people that have purchased your shoes that may have worn them someplace? Because I imagine there are people who purchase your shoes that are well known that may not. Um, Advertising. I mean, Whoopi's really good about letting people know, you know, about what she's right. doing and her right. collection and and all of that. She's she's probably the most well known person that we're aware of that has them. Um, as far as uh, whenever we have orders come in, I, I don't generally recognize any of the names or anything. She was sort of the most well known. We have a few models and and things in California um, or different people that wear them, but. She was pretty much the the biggest celebrity that's ever ordered from us before. So, do people use these? I'm sure they do for photo shoots, different kinds of photo shoots. Mhm. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, we have a we have a few photographers in California that will order a pair, and they'll use them for twelve or fifteen photo shoots, and then send them back. And then we have a few models that will just buy a pair, and use them. You know, if they go. Um, on a tour, we had a, a a model that is represented by H2Ocean named Samantha Smith, and she bought a few pairs and went on a tour, um, a six-month tour, and she shot in them several times and 
was published in a few magazines. So that's definitely exciting. Oh, wow. So you are international. You're all over the place, which is really, really cool. So she has an Etsy shop. Get on there and look it up and get on her Facebook page and get her shoes. I mean, even a slip-on pair. <laughs> I love love the bands. And she, Maybe she'll work on flip-flops. Well, and let me just let me jump in and say that literally, you know, Annette and I have mentioned a few times that it is artwork. And so even if you don't ever plan, like, just like with Whoopi Goldberg, you know, like you said, Kayla, there's a couple of pair you don't even think that she necessarily wears. But it's the same. Like, if anybody, if you're an art collector, my goodness, purchase a pair of these shoes just for art. They they literally are like sculptures. There's so so many of these. When I look at them, I've shared a few on my page as we've been on the show, so if you're curious to see what they look like, um, you can go to my personal page, Tasha Sheree Humphreys, and, and you can see them. But um, you can just collect them as artwork. They're they're beautiful. Even if you don't have any intention of wearing them, they're they're beautiful to have. So, um, and my goodness, Whoopi Goldberg has a pair, so or three pairs. So <laughs> you should get a pair just to have a pair. It's, it's, just, um, it's art. It's beautiful. That's actually a, well, a dream request, too, if someone just wanted a pair um, to have as an art installation because then the possibilities are endless. I'm a little bit limited as far as functionality for shoes. You know, I can't put something that is going to break or that someone's going to hurt themselves in. So um, I'm a little limited there, but if it was just for art, then the options would be pretty endless. <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. Uh, yeah, I don't... Okay, you need to... We need to get on this. This <laughs> is an art installation someplace. Uh, definitely someplace soon. Because that would be that would be so cool. I would love to see what you come up with. And I I know you try to keep your shoes where you're not gonna hurt anybody, but I can guarantee you I could hurt myself. <laughs> Quite the quest. <laughs> But they are so cool. And Thank you I so love much. the idea of an art installation because um, they are, like I said, they're not shoes to me. They're, they're pieces of art. And just as they are, I could see them as being displayed, you know, as pieces of art someplace. Um, yeah, we need to make that happen. <laughs> Definitely. And you're in Austin, goodness sake. There should be a place there. Right? I'm sure there is if I ventured out and, and, and actually looked for it. I'm sure there is something like that around here. Austin's full of creativity. Yeah. That would be cool. Very cool. So we're talking about, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by your inspiration and, and um, how you work and... Um, the fact that you don't sketch just amazes me because I I don't know how you put it all together otherwise. Um, but when what types of pieces of art do you like to have in your home? What types of things do you like to collect for your home? I'm not a, typically an art collector. I have a, most of the pieces and things that are in my house hanging on my walls are something that I either kind of put together or... Um, or antique. I love. I have tons of my grandmother's furniture and things, and um, oh, wow. we go to antique malls all the time. So any anything antique or that that has sort of a gothic feel to it, 
is is my favorite. I love that. Yeah, that's um, really they're easy. Things like that are easy to come by, but it's really hard when you walk into an antique shop. You you have to be drawn to something, mm-hmm. you know. And and the gothic stuff is is something that a lot of the antique. You know, I love old antique photographs. Mm-hmm. I don't know the people, but I just think right. they're cool. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> the well, you can find a story in almost in almost any antique piece. You can find a, a story with it. So that's what I like about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's what I like about the photographs too. Um, so antiquing is definitely something where you you grab your inspiration from and and what you like to collect. I like that. I like yes, that a lot. Definitely. Tasha, did you have any specific questions for Kayla? I have a few, actually. One, I I didn't know if everyone listening knew this or not, but you've mentioned a few times how you made um, shoes for your Halloween uh, parties initially. Like, that's kind of where you got Mm -hmm. your start. I don't know if people Mm -hmm. out there listening realize what kind of quote-unquote Halloween parties. I don't don't think (laughs) this is a Halloween party so much as it is a full-on haunted house Halloween festival that happens and plans and the planning that goes into your quote-unquote Halloween parties. That really does, like, oh, understate yeah. what these are. These are events. I mean, people get insane invitations. I remember there's, like, you used to shoot videos for invitations, correct? Yes. I remember yes. videos that were shot for these. Uh, there's a lot of work and planning to go. So tell me about that because – you're obviously like me. I mean, I'm a huge Halloween fan, and I talk about that all the time, but there is no one as big a fan of Halloween as Kayla. I have never in my yeah. life met someone as that big a fan. That is true. So, yeah, it is I true. I will hold it's that title proudly. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. tell we're, me about that. How did, when did this start? When did your Halloween party stuff start? And and then tell me about the parties, because I can say, and this is sad, but I've never been to one, so I'm kind of in a shame moment right now. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're obsessed with Halloween. We ha- I have a little less time for it now because of the business, but um, prior to this, that's what I did all year. And actually, until you said that, I didn't even realize that's probably where a lot of my inspiration came from too, just building props and putting things together. Um, but my husband, Zach, and I used to start in January or February, we would start planning for Halloween, and we would build props and little basic animatronics and things in our garage just on the weekends to pass time. And uh, we'd spend all year coming up with a theme and our costumes and spend way too much money on <laughs> costumes and props. And, um, yeah, we would each summer, I'd get a few of my girlfriends together and we would make a shoot a video out in the country in abandoned houses and things. And um, that would be our video invite for the party. And then we would start decorating in early August and we would have three full months of Halloween around our house. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's amazing is what it is because people do that with Christmas all the time. So if you're right. a Halloween person, to me, that's amazing because I keep Halloween decorations up in my house year-round. You know, like there's some people that don't ever take their Christmas lights down and they keep the Christmas tree yeah. up. I'm that way with Halloween. So I get it, and I think it's awesome. That's funny. But what happened at these parties? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we know, like, drinking and such. But, like, what happened in terms right. of, like, you had all these props and stuff. Well, tell me about, you know, if, if there's any one particular thing you can remember or any theme that went on. I mean, I'd love for you to share a story. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, one year I remember specifically we had um, 
have you ever seen the film, the Rob Zombie film House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Well, in in that film, there um, is a murder ride where they uh, sit in a cart, kind of like a a little roller coaster type ride where they go through, and there's a little haunted house. We may we try to recreate that in our backyard, so we actually built a structure for people to sit in and strap them in, and then we drove them through this little maze of of haunted stuff. So that was probably the wow. best thing that we ever made. <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. <laughs> and you did this in your house. I mean, this is, you don't understand, people. You, people that are listening out there, you don't get it. Like, this is, is phenomenal to me that, because this was happening in Lubbock, Texas. So, like, that's yeah. a big deal of it. You had this big Halloween bash, and I mean, literally, we're able to do a ride, you know, like, in, in your house. Um, I know that you had, you know, tons of people. I, I don't know how many, but I know they grew, correct? Like, your party just got bigger yeah. and bigger. Oh, yeah. Our first party, um, right after my husband and I got married in 2006, there were maybe 20 people there. And we left Lubbock um, in 2013, and the last party that we had had there was maybe close to 150 or 200 people. It, it yeah, got wow. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. It got These to be became pretty crazy. Where people, would, yes. people, where people would show up and we didn't even know who they were. So, yeah, it, it got to be pretty crazy. <laughs> And how many times was the police called in on these? <laughs> yeah, it got to be intense and and to where our friends would get involved and they would help with the planning and um I had a friend Amanda that we would we would just plan all year. It was ridiculous. It consumed our lives and we would <laughs> plan our costumes all year and um it was just a big group effort. <laughs> And, you know, now, I mean, like, you, what you're doing, like you said, that you probably now just kind of realize that a lot of your inspiration came from that. I would think, too, I mean, like, that's been your passion, obviously, you know, for a very long time. When you started doing this with the shoes, I mean, when you started making a, a career out of it, like, really, that's what you're doing every day is, is Halloween, you know? Like, how fun is that? I mean, like, because, I mean, yeah. even though I know there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, that people might say, well, that's not necessarily horror, but we all know, like, Halloween – people dress up in all sorts of costumes. And so really there is just a lot of a costume effect, you know, for, for these shoes. Right. And so it really is like a big Halloween party every day. It is. I love it. And it's funny that you were saying you leave your Halloween decorations up all year because I'm in my bedroom right now and I have a few of the foam tombstones from Halloween that are still hanging <laughs> on my wall. So we yeah. share that sentiment. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, and, and that's interesting, too, and and I know that you probably do this as well. I know Annette does. Um, I actually go to places, you know, during Halloween, like stores like TJ Maxx or whatever, and um, they have some great, like, items that are, for everyone else, novelty, you know, strictly for the season items. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to look great in my house. And, you know, it's like part of decor, you know, just everyday decor. It's like a great time to actually go get some good decorations for yes. your house if you're into that stuff. Um, it's the, best. the other question <laughs> that I had for you that, like, because I see your shoes and, okay, I have to say, and Annette knows this about me, I'm really hypersensitive to fumes of any kind. Um, so, like, okay. even when I paint, you know, I'm an artist, and so um, I the, the, the things I paint with, I try to find, like, whenever I'm doing texture, I try to find um, ways to create texture that don't involve, like, anything that has a lot of chemicals or fumes. So, um I know, I've seen pictures of you with, like, straight-up gas mask on, like, doing mm-hmm. <laughs> doing the work that you do. Uh, is, is that, I mean, is that, did, did you start doing that, or is that something that you had to 
figure out that, oh, I can't breathe. Yeah. This. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had to figure it out along the way. When I first started um, in Lubbock, I was just making things on my coffee table in my living room and um, slowly but surely realized that this stuff's probably not that great for me. So I started researching it and reading it. And I, it, with my background in chemistry, I knew a few of the ingredients and I thought, okay, I can't just keep having this in my living room. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of, of trial and error, but yeah, we use um, ventilation masks and gloves and the whole bit because we're around it all day, every day. So yeah, we definitely take all those precautions. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking, man, I'm just telling you, like the fumes alone, I wouldn't be able to work there. So I'm glad to know that you uh, you do that. Um, it's also cool, I might add, because you know, as you know, like TLR, we we love to use gas masks and things like that because they look cool. Right. So the pictures I've seen of you wearing those it looks pretty rad. I don't know if you have any <laughs> gas mask shoes, but you should make some because I think those are awesome. Um, that would be cool. <laughs> some like post-apocalyptic yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I, I also just this is a personal again back to TLR stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you know this. But I'm going to make this announcement now. Um, so we're doing a, a show again, obviously. I wasn't initially going to. In fact, Annette knows that. But I was like, you know, I'm I'm having a tough time with, uh, you know, there's some just the logistics of it. You know where I live. And we all love Lubbock. Right. There's no hate here. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, there is a resistance to a lot of alternative uh, events and stuff. And, and, of course, there's a lot of us that are working to change that. And so the right. artistic community here is great. I mean, gosh, there's a lot of people that – in this arts community, they're really pushing for change, and that's that's a great thing. So, you know, TLR is is one of those artistic events that, uh, you know, for this community pushes the envelope, which is interesting because it shouldn't in any way. Um, but we're going to be doing a show, and because, you know, uh, Prince passed away, David Bowie passed away, so we're doing a show, and this is a TLR Remembers. So I'm excited to see what you bring to the table for that because I can only imagine – uh, your creativity with uh, David Bowie and Prince in mind. Right. I mean, those are two characters just on their own. I mean, you know what I mean? The presence and yeah. everything behind that, that that's, that's going to be theatrical. It's going to be, and, and this is the 10 year also, isn't it? The 10 year yeah. anniversary of TLR. Yes, it so is. I feel like it's, it's a big the deal. Perfect, it's like a perfect storm just all coming together. Yeah. And, <laughs> the greatest, the greatest way to describe it—the perfect storm. That's exactly what it is. It'll, it'll be fantastic, and I, I'm just looking forward to. It. You know, Renee Gade is involved, and um, she's really excited yeah. too about makeup and um, all right. the, the designers that are going to be involved. They're excited about it. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what you bring to the table. And I hope everybody listening out there that has an opportunity to get a ticket to TLR to Threadlocks and Rock. In October, uh, we'll just stay, you know, tuned to our Girl Power Hour page because we always have announcements and updates on there, and certainly we'll keep you informed on TLR events. But if you have not ever been to one, by all means come to this one because it is the 10-year anniversary. It's a decade of decadence. And uh, on top of that, we, we're going to have Kayla in on it, and she's she's going to be bringing some amazing work uh, to the show and if you were a fan of David Bowie, if you were a fan of Prince, if you were a fan of both, uh, this is something not to miss. And if you weren't a fan, well, I don't understand you. But more importantly, you should at least come to appreciate the art that will be uh, honoring both of those amazing, uh, I don't even want to say people, entities that, that graced us with their presence. 
Yes, get ready for the labyrinth pieces because it's going to be yeah. <laughs> I just got chills. I just got chills. <laughs> yes, oh, my goodness. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I can't wait. So I can't wait either. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all my questions. I just I wanted you to get to uh, the Halloween yeah. parties because I – I, uh, it, it, uh, they're not even parties. This is such an understatement. But Annette, uh, you and I have no have no idea what Halloween fan really means. Because <laughs> Kayla, <laughs> Kayla is the definition of that. Well, I, I mean, I love Halloween too, and I, I love to have all kinds of, you know, I like skulls too. So I mean, sugar yeah. skulls and skulls in general, and and I like animal skulls and bones and and uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So I always have stuff like that around. And but I there's only one time I put together a, a real Halloween party, and it did not start in January. The planning <laughs> <laughs> because you're normal. So <laughs> no, no, I mean I would I. I so would do that. That is something that, you know, I would do. Would just start planning if I if I could. But yeah, I think that's amazing that you started in January and culminated with a death ride. I mean <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. You didn't and have any like, like I'm sorry, say that again. Did did you ever have anybody like pass out? <laughs> No, um, unless the they drinking. drink too much and we kick them out. <laughs> but no. <Yeah. laughs> and like Tasha said, the the cool thing about this is that we get to do a little bit of that every day. Um, right now, we're we have um, a pair of heels in our shop that are uh, cemetery. They're they're based in our uh, dollhouse collection, so they have little dollhouse miniatures in them. And we have one called the cemetery where we build little cemetery scenes inside the platform. So uh, I was just working on those yesterday. So it's like we get to still plan and celebrate Halloween all year while we're working on this stuff. Oh, those sound amazing. Cemeteries are one of my favorite places to hang out. So that yeah, sounds <laughs> really, really cool. Um, yeah, I would. I, you've got to post pictures on our Girl Power page. Um, when you get those finished, because those are going to be amazing. And feel free to post anytime on our Girls Power okay. page. Uh, we would Thank love you. I appreciate that. And uh, all the new stuff that you're coming up with. Do you have any intention of branching out, doing anything different this next year? Um, we have a few things in mind. Um, I have a, a a list of concepts. I have pretty much an entire notebook of ideas, and um, there's one that we, I've really been focused on the last couple of years, but I, I just haven't had the time to devote to it, and I think I'm going to dive into it this summer. But I want to do an entire circus-themed line and make um, carousel shoes that have actual min- miniature carousels that rotate on them and do an entire circus oh, theme. Nice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try to focus on that over the summer and find the time for it. Wow. That is I'm amazed. Too cool. Yeah, I mean, I would. When you collect your ideas, because I know creative people are always collecting things and ideas and what have you. Do you put all your your ideas in a notebook? 
Yeah, so I have several notebooks that just have random things jotted down in them, and sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and think of something or dream of something, and I'll send a text message to myself of it, and then I wake up the next day and write it all down in my book. So I have several notebooks that are just filled with nonsense that probably doesn't make sense to anybody else but me, but it's (laughs) sort of like my master copy of ideas. Yeah, I think that's probably what I need to do because um, I end up with all these scraps of paper and mm-hmm. then I lose a scrap of paper and I think that's, I think for creatives, I think the way you're doing it is perfect, being able to have it all in one place and just being able to flip through when you need some inspiration mm-hmm. and have something jump out at you. Oh, I love that idea. Okay, now I've got to go get a notebook. <laughs> may have to be tomorrow I don't have time today but, um, yeah, and you're going to have to start planning your Halloween party because you're like three months behind on the planning so oh, yeah, I don't know if my landlord would really be happy with having a huge Halloween party here. <laughs> the neighborhood definitely would not be happy <laughs> Too many people, narrow streets, the whole bit. Well, I remember doing Halloween with my kids, and they would, we would really go all out on some Halloweens, you know, and and mm-hmm. like my boys would uh, put together a, a body to put underneath the car with the legs sticking right. out, and one of them would hide underneath the car, and people would come up and they would make moaning sounds and. All of that. I mean, they they really love Halloween too. <laughs> we just we really do love it. And the food part, you know, I like to come up with macabre dishes that look really awful. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Yeah. We won't even go into that now because uh, I don't want to. May plan a Halloween party. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My my husband and I don't have any children yet, but um, we're planning on it in, sometime in the future. And my children are doomed. They if they don't like Halloween, then they're, I mean they're going to kind of be forced into it, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh man, that's parenting done right, right there. <laughs> yeah, I, all my kids loved Halloween, and we always watched horror movies. And you know, I was watching horror movies at four and. And that was just what we did. And Saturday mornings, there was always horror movies on while I was growing up, and my brother and I would sit and watch horror movies. We'd close all the curtains, make it as dark as we could on a Saturday morning, yeah. and watch horror movies. <laughs> I mean, that was always so much fun. So, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're definitely going to have to do something for Halloween. Sounds yeah, like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I am far behind. <laughs> All right. So one last question, and it's a silly question, but um, when you think back on all your favorite horror movies, which one is your favorite and which one gave you the most inspiration? Um, well, my favorite of all time is The Shining. And I I drew some inspiration from that just because of the decor in the in the gold room and everything. Um, oh, yeah. But I think I think probably the Halloweens, the early Halloweens, um, Halloween one and two. 
I got a lot of inspiration from also. Um, just any any sort of horror in the 70s, the original Black Christmas, um, all of those are my favorites. But I think The Shining was probably my favorite of all time. That's cool. Yeah, it had a combination of things in it that was um, could be intense but entertaining at the same time, I guess. Yes, um, definitely. I I loved it, and the the you're right the the decor, really the decor of the whole place, and even the the architecture of the building was mm-hmm. fabulous. So yeah, I love all that. Yes, well, definitely. Kayla, Let's remind people that you are on Etsy, and it's um, they can just Google Zombie Peep Show, right? Mm-hmm. They can Google that or my name, Kayla Stojak, and it should bring up a whole list of everything. And like her on Facebook because um, she's got her creations on there, and you can just kind of follow along with what she's doing. Um, fantastic stuff. And I cannot wait to see what you come up with for TLR this year. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to see the pairing between the the other designers and yourself and, you know, the music and the visuals and everything that goes along with TLR. Um, yes. Just the, the uh, actors in it, they're wonderful. I mean, everybody is just, or performers, whatever, they're acting. You know, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Really cool. So check out Kayla Stojek on Facebook and her Etsy shop. And we have her information on our uh, Block Talk Radio program page and also on our Girl Power Hour page. So if you cannot find it, just go there and check it out. And Kayla, thank you so much for taking time out of your creative genius to talk with us today. We really appreciate thank you. it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it too. And next week we're going to be talking uh, with another artist and you'll just have to watch the Facebook page to see who it is. But it has to do with bones and um, bones and jewelry which you wouldn't think go together, but they do gorgeously. So we will see you next week on Girl Power Hour. Bye.